Hattie and welcome to Hattie Talks. Today I will be talking about the ancient Greek midwife Agnidiki. Unfortunately, very little is known about her life, with most of the information about her being supplied by Gaius Julius Hyginus, a first century Latin author. However, many of his texts have been lost to history, so there are only two surviving abbreviated texts, Fabulae and Poetical Astronomy, both of which are so badly written that many scholars believe them to be notes taken by an apprentice, based on his original treatise. However, we do know that she was born in approximately 300 BC to a wealthy Athenian family. She grew up horrified by the high mortality rate of mothers and infants during childbirth. This was largely due to the importance placed on women's modesty by society, meaning that women often didn't let male physicians help them deliver. For a while in the past, it had been practiced that women close to the patient, such as close relatives or friends, would assist during childbirth. Women who became particularly good at this, or had lots of experience, became known as Maya, or midwives, and began to teach women about childbirth and contraception. This practice had been widely accepted for years, but some male doctors became uncomfortable with this. This was mainly due to the importance placed on lineage and producing a healthy heirs, meaning a huge amount of trust was placed in the Mayas. It slowly became harder and harder for women to practice midwifery, particularly after Hippocrates started setting up medical teaching facilities that only admitted men. It was at this point that it became illegal for women to practice medicine, a crime punishable with death. Male physicians tried to take the place of the midwives, but many simply didn't have the right experience. All their patients refused to be treated by them. As I mentioned earlier, this was partly down to society, which at the time highly valued female modesty. Because so many women refused treatment, they soon developed a reputation with doctors as being stubborn people who had no interest in their own health nor their child's. This unnecessarily bad reputation saw the number of deaths caused by childbirth increase dramatically. A few hundred years later, Agnidiki began practicing medicine in ancient Greece. She studied under the famous Alexandrian physician Herophilus. However, she was only able to do so by cutting her hair and wearing men's clothes, due to the laws in place at the time. According to Hyginus's texts, soon after she finished her studies, she heard a woman in labour crying out for help and rushed to assist. She was turned away by the impatient, under the impression that Agnidiki was a man. So, she lifted her clothes to reveal that she was a woman. The woman in labour then allowed herself to be treated by her. She soon became a well-known midwife, as she was the only physician that women allowed to treat them and help in childbirth. Male physicians soon realised that their services were no longer needed, and they had been replaced by Agnadiki, who they still believed to be a man. They were jealous of this successful physician, so many began to accuse her of seducing patients, with some even believing that women had feigned illnesses to be treated by Agnadiki. Shortly after, she was brought to trial by some of the leading men of Athens. During the trial, when faced with a jury of angry men, she calmly removed her clothing and revealed her true gender. Unfortunately, this only made it harder for Agnidiki, as the male physicians were furious that a woman had been operating as a midwife under their noses. She was sentenced to death, and an execution date was set. It was at this point that the wives of the men became involved. According to Hyginus, they proclaimed in court, You men are not spouses, but enemies, since you're condemning her who discovered hell for us. They won the case, and the law was changed so that free-born women could study and practice medicine, but on the condition that they only treated female patients. She is now known as the first female gynaecologist. The only problem is, we don't actually know if she ever existed, or if this story is actually a myth. Some scholars truly believe that she was a historical figure, but many also believe her to be a person of legend. 
Agnadiki's name itself makes the story seem less realistic, as it means chased before justice, and in ancient myths, characters were often given names that represented a part of their story. Either way, she represents a fight for women to have control over their own bodies, one that continues to this day. Thank you for listening to Hattie Talks. I hope you enjoyed this and found it informative. This is the last episode of Hattie Talks Science, but I'll be back on the 27th of December with the new series Hattie Talks Myths, starting with a Christmas special. Thank you so much for all the support. It means so much. Merry early Christmas. (laughs) 